Welcome to a special Thanksgiving November-themed episode of Birding by Ear, a Turkey Day special. It's going to be awesome. Hello, everyone. My name is Beth, and this is Birding by Ear, a podcast I created to help me learn how to identify birds by the sounds they make. I've been birding for over 20 years, but I am not an expert. I am a fellow student on a journey learning how to bird by ear. So if you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. It's November. For many in the United States, that means Thanksgiving Day. And for many, Thanksgiving Day means Turkey Day. I recognize that my Canadian friends already celebrated Thanksgiving in October, which in many respects is a more logical month for a harvest celebration. However, I live in the Western U.S. and therefore November and turkeys are irreversibly linked. My sweet husband suggested a Thanksgiving-themed episode featuring wild turkeys, and I thought it was a very fun idea. But I extended it to include a few other game birds as well. We will talk about wild turkeys, of course, the ring-necked pheasant, the ruffed grouse, and the dusky grouse. So gather around your table, pile up your appetizers, and let's learn some bird sounds. What does a turkey say? Let's begin with the ring-necked pheasant. Ring-necked pheasants were introduced in the U.S. from Asia in the 1800s and quickly became one of the most popular upland game birds. I don't remember ever tasting them, but I hear they taste a lot like chicken. Here is what a ring-necked pheasant sounds like. It's a bit like a chicken, I think. A low, two-tone note call often given when they flush. Funny story about ringneck pheasants. Before I really started to focus in on bird sounds, I would often see ringneck pheasants on eBird lists. I would go to the same locations and try as I might, I would never see them. I couldn't figure out why they were on all of these eBird lists. Then I learned their sounds and suddenly they were everywhere. The power of birding by ear. I don't often see ringneck pheasants and if I do, it's because I nearly step on one and it flies up in my face and nearly gives me a heart attack. All About Birds state that adults of each sex give specialized calls associated with flight, alarm, distress, copulation, and incubation. The female uses a one call to signal her brood to hide from danger and another call to call them back together. I couldn't find examples of all of these sounds, but it is interesting to note. However, here are some examples of ringneck pheasant sounds. What does the turkey say? (laughs) 
Our next bird today is the ruffed grouse. I can say from personal experience that both the ruffed grouse and the dusky grouse do indeed taste a lot like chicken. There are a lot of really interesting facts about the ruffed grouse, including their ability to eat toxic plants other birds can't handle. In winter, their toes grow projections off their sides, which may act like snowshoes. And the popularity of the ruffed grouse as a game bird led to the earliest game management efforts in the 1700s. The male ruffed grouse attract mates in spring with a unique sound which they make with air. As the bird quickly rotates its wings forward and backward, air rushes beneath the wings creating a miniature vacuum that creates a deep thumping sound that carries up to a quarter of a mile. And here is what that can sound like. The deep thumping sound starts slow and builds to a crescendo as the bird rapidly rotates its wings back and forth. This sounds like a bit like an engine trying to start. Their wings can beat up to 50 times in a matter as 8 to 10 seconds. Remember, this is the male's courtship sound. The females give a soft hen-like clucks. Males also have an alarm call that sounds like this. These are the sounds you're going to hear them outside of that early breeding season. Females have a whale-like sound that is used in high alarm. It sounds like this. A softer version of their whale, sometimes called a purr, sounds like this. One more time, a variety of sounds of the ruffed grouse.
What does a turkey sound like? Gobble, gobble, gobble. What does a turkey say? No new taxes. <laughs> Our next bird today is the dusky grouse, which lives in high mountain forests. Growing up in a non-birder family, these birds were always referred to as pine chickens. Males are steely gray-blue with purplish air sacs and red eye combs. Dusky grouse and sooty grouse were once recently one species called the blue grouse. Dusky grouse also have a courtship sound. They make this sound by inflating an air sac in their necks. They produce this low, hooting sound as they strut repeatedly back and forth over open ground with their tail spread, their air sacs, and eyebrows exposed. This is what the dusky grouse courtship sound sounds like. This may be the lowest pitched bird sound in North America, and it can hit you right in the chest. When close by, this sound also has a bubbling-like quality to it. These sounds are often referred to as booming. For a fun comparison, here is the display sound of the closely related sooty grouse. The sooty grouse displaying boom will carry further than the dusky grouse. Remember, this boom is the male attraction sound and therefore will be limited to the breeding season. Outside the breeding season, the dusky grouse are mostly quiet but do have a variety of noises they make. Females give a qu quavering cackle or whinny. They also have a hiss and chicken-like clucks.
What does a turkey say? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> and that brings us to our last bird for today. The one that started it all, the OG gobbler themselves, the wild turkey. Wild turkeys taste a lot like domesticated turkeys. I honestly thought there'd be a bigger difference between a domesticated turkey and a wild turkey, but there really wasn't. They taste pretty good. It is interesting why we call this bird a turkey, and most articles I found agree that it has more to do with the country of Turkey and the trade routes than anything to do with the bird itself. But of course, we only call a robin a robin because European settlers thought it reminded them of the European robin. But I digress. That's a discussion for another day. Another fun fact about wild turkeys are due to their large size, compact bones, and quote, long-standing popularity as a dinner item, turkeys have a better known fossil record than most other birds. In fact, we have found turkey fossils as old as 5 million years. Now, of course, we won't hear a turkey gobbling this time of year, as that is their breeding sounds. Instead, you may hear turkeys give a variety of other calls, including chucks, cackles, purring sounds, and yelps. Female turkeys have an alarm call that sounds like this. Well, that's all I have for you today. Regardless of whether you celebrate Thanksgiving Day with a turkey, a ham, vegetarian, or not at all, I'm thankful you took some time to listen. I'm thankful for birds and the joy I get from birding. I'm thankful for my family and friends and bad turkey imitations. And I'm very thankful that I took the leap to make these podcasts. I had a lot of fun making this one, and I hope you had some fun listening to it. Audio collections in this episode are from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds, the audio collection found on audubon.org, and the following individuals who shared their recordings on xenocanto.org. Sue Riffey, Kenny Frisch, Thomas McGarrian, Bruce Langerquist, and Bobby Wilcox. I'm hoping to have one more special episode next month and then back to publishing on a regular basis in early spring or late winter. Until then, happy November, everyone.